Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start this challenge with you. And in the next three months, I want you to write back to me and tell me where you are. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need a welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, your number one podcast for mental health advice and dating advice. I'm your host, Violetta Benson, your best friend, your big sister, and your therapist, all for free, so you're welcome. Today's episode is all about Benson Knows Best as part of our Tuesday series. Today is the last episode of the month. How exciting. I cannot believe that January is already over. January is the longest month of the year, or it feels like it. And the fact that it's already over and I haven't accomplished everything I've wanted in my whole life is a bit depressing. <laughs> it makes me makes me feel like, okay, whatever, I'll just try again next year versus being like, okay, I think I have 11 more months. So I think we're good. So I guess quick reminder, don't be too hard on yourself like I am. Learn from me while I make all the mistakes. So Benson Knows Best episode is basically all about you guys calling in with your questions. It's an inspiration from my Spotify live show that I had that recently ended. So I wanted to bring it into Benson Knows Best. Also, before we start today's episode, make sure you download this episode and subscribe if you're not already, because we have amazing Tuesday and Thursday episodes every single week. So you'll never miss an episode again. So one of the first questions I got was basically about my skincare routine and my makeup routine and all that. Obviously, it's not really a mental health question, but I did want to answer it because I have been getting really into better understanding my face. (laughs) And that means that I genuinely recently thought the makeup was just not for me. And I just assumed the makeup just doesn't look good on my face. So I kept not wearing makeup. And of course, as usual, that always upsets people on the internet because it's like, okay, we get it. You think you look so good without makeup. It's like, no, bitch, I look fucking ugly with makeup and I look sick without makeup and I don't know what to do. (laughs) So this weekend, I watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials, not to mention, I never even finished watching the videos because I'm always, I get bored so easily. So I'm kind of like, give me the cliff notes. And then I just look through to see what makeup they have. And that's usually what I buy. And then I try to put it on and it never looks good on me in pictures or when I go out. And I finally realized it's because I wasn't looking at the right influencers to inspire me. So I did so much research and I realized that one thing that works for me is clean girl aesthetic look when it comes to makeup. And also they do a lot of skincare and I'm really envious of those girls that have eight step routine. I don't even understand when people make fun of them because honestly, I'd rather be friends with a girl that has a skincare routine with 12 steps 
because I wanted to come over, sleep over and teach me what to do with my face. So my face feels like a baby's bum. Okay. So I ordered a bunch of products over the weekend and I'm going to test them all out. So I will not be able to give you right now advice on the skincare that you should try to use or the makeup because I want to try it out first before I tell you what you should be doing. So trust me, I'm only doing this for your own sake because I don't want you spending money for things that may not work. So that's that. I will say I am able, luckily, to give you recommendations when it comes to your hair because that is one thing I am really good at in a sense where I don't know how to do my hair. So the only thing I've been good at is putting my hair up or sleeking it back where it looks snatch as fuck. So to completely snatch your hair back, the products that I use are Olaplex Bond Smoother. And I just kind of put it on my hands, whether while my hair is wet or while it's dry, and I just glub it on, like full on glub it on all over my hair. And I just brush it back and it sleeks back. And then I finish it with got to be glued. It does everything it needs to do. And then lastly, this product that I bought over the weekend that I think that actually just, I have it on my hair currently, which I cannot pronounce. It's O-U-A-I. So how would an American say it? Away? Away. <laughs> I'm going to think it's Away. So I'm sure I'm close. But anyway, it's the, it's O-U-A-I and it's the matte pate. And you just glub it on. And I think it's for girlies with curly, thicker hair that probably need it more than me because the texture is interesting. I would use this when I'm doing my hair down and I want to have kind of a wet look on my hair and just slick it back. So let's get started with some of your questions today. I'm going to keep this anonymous. But somebody asked me, do I continue to hang out with someone who straight up told me that they're not ready to be in a relationship, but continues to act like we are in one? The mixed signals are killing me. Thank you, Violetta. I love you. Okay. I'm confused where the mixed signals are. If someone tells you something, you have to believe them. So all I'm hearing here is he's giving me mixed signals, even though he straight up told me He's not ready to be in a relationship with me. You know what that's telling me? It's telling me that he thinks you're good enough to fuck, but not good enough to date. Just because someone gives you attention does not mean they actually want to invest any time in you. So he's telling you, I like fucking you while I'm keeping my options open. And I like the fact that you're cool with it. You're such a cool girl, but you're not the one for me. So I'm going to keep looking. Thank you so much for being so understanding. That's what he's telling you. You have to believe people when they tell you something. So there are no mixed signals here. This is very all about if he wanted to, he will. And he doesn't. Sorry, the truth is he doesn't want you. Is it because you're not great? No, I'm sure you're amazing. And I'm sure you give the best head. And I'm sure you make the best breakfast. And I'm sure you're a fucking unicorn. But this man can't see it because in this moment in time, he's not ready for anything. So you have to believe him. That means you could be the most perfect human in the world, but when a man is not ready for something, it doesn't matter what's standing in front of him. He doesn't want it. 
So there's nothing for you to prove. The only thing you're doing by sticking around, especially because it seems that you want a relationship. So this is advice for someone that actually wants a relationship. If you're okay with situationship, then yeah, stick around, keep enjoying yourself, date other people. This is very clear that you have feelings for this person and you're hoping something will change. It won't. Because even when he'll finally be ready for a relationship, you put yourself in the category of just a hookup. So when he'll be ready for a relationship, what will happen is he'll dump you and then he will look for the right girl. And that will be whoever will be in front of him. It's this weird phenomenon that I've done a lot of research on that I finally come to the conclusion with men. And that is there's no such thing as the right woman for them, the perfect match. It's more about who's right in front of them when they're finally ready. And that means when a man's not ready, it doesn't mean how perfect you are. It has nothing to do with you. He's not ready, so he doesn't view you in the light of someone he wants to date. When a man finally wakes up and realizes that he's ready for something, it's literally whoever is in front of him is who he will end up with. So it's a bit sad because we think of romance kind of like, when I met you, I just knew you were the one versus... I realized I was ready. So I started looking for the right person. You happened to be around. It was very convenient for me. And I said, yeah, she checks a lot of boxes for me. Let's date. So that's what's going to happen. But again, when this man will be ready, because you're so available at this, mo- at this point, he will not view you in that light. So if you do want a relationship and you are honest with yourself, you have to respect yourself enough by walking away. And then one day when this man is ready, he may think of you and call you or he'll find someone else. But regardless, you will be doing yourself a favor a favor by not sticking around with someone that will make you feel bad about yourself. And as much as you want to say that, no, I can handle this, it's fine. You're clearly looking for a relationship and you can't stay with someone that doesn't want that with you because it's hard not to get confused and think that it has to do with who you are as a person versus understanding that he's just not ready for anything. So anyway, babe, I hope that helps, but there's no mixed signals. He just doesn't want you. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Next up we have, hey, Violetta, I need to know if I'm overreacting. I've been dating this guy for a few months now. Everything's going great. Until the other night at dinner, he finally felt it was appropriate to tell me that he is divorced and has a son. I had no idea. I was a little thrown off. How should I react? I'm not trying to be crazy here. Honestly, I think everyone expresses themselves in their own time. I don't like to kind of paint right or wrong answers when it comes to this because it has more to do with people's boundaries and when they feel comfortable. The reason a lot of times people hold back from telling a potential partner that they have a a child is because A, they're protecting their kid. They don't want to introduce anyone into their child's life until they feel ready to, until they feel like the potential partner can actually stick around for a long time. And B, they don't want to complicate things because they're not sure yet how they feel about their potential partner. So I understand where A lot of times, a lot of people will be upfront and open about it. But I also can understand the other perspective where it's something that person felt insecure about or 
they weren't sure about where the relationship was going in the past, but now they know they want to be exclusive with you or they know they want to take it to the next level. So now they're opening up about deeper stuff, which is, Hey, by the way, I'm divorced and I have a child. Do I think it's right? Especially because you're upset by it. No, because your feelings are valid. So your feelings are valid. One of my deal breakers is to date someone that has a child. So if I was with somebody for a couple of months, only to find out they had a child, I personally would be very upset as well, because that's one of my deal breakers. So had they told me from the beginning, it would have saved me a lot of time. And now I'm in a, I'm already in dilemma because their dick was already in my mouth. So I'm clearly in love. What am I going to do? So now I, I guess I'm a mother. <laughs> You know, I'm a teen mother and I'm not, I'm not ready for that. So yeah, I think the way you should react is try to think to yourself whether or not this is a deal breaker, but you have every right to break up with this person. If you feel like it's a deal breaker, you have every right to feel the way you're feeling and you have every right to express your emotions and to kind of realize, is this a deal breaker for me or not? If it's not, then just tell him no more secrets and then take it to the next level. You know, be a stepmother, see how that works out for you. Is it for me? No, <laughs> but good luck with that. At least he told you, I mean, at least he wasn't married. It could have been worse. At least he's divorced, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's never posted on Instagram. Like how would, that's so crazy, weird. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, next question. I'm a 30-year-old male. And to be honest, I don't listen to your podcast. Way to knock me down when I already feel not so great about myself because I'm getting my period. Thanks, brother. So (laughs) I'm a male and I don't listen to your podcast. Wonderful. But my girlfriend does. Nice. Tell her I thank her. So I'm hoping that hopefully she hears this. Oh, okay. Are you dumping her? She's 30 as well. And she doesn't work. Dot, 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 dot. And it doesn't seem like she's interested in finding a job or even a hobby. Oof. What do I do? I love her. And we've been together since college. Wow. Oh, but I'd be lying if I said this wasn't causing a major issue in our relationship as I have high career aspirations and I'm trying to plan for the future. Wow. Okay. This is a complicated one. Number one, I'll tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. You don't listen to my podcast. 
No, but old jokes aside, this one is a little hard. Because I would have had a completely different advice had they met in their mid-20s. Because normally, this goes for someone that they meet someone, they like them for exactly who they are. Let's say a man's looking for a woman that's more of a housewife or a woman that's obsessed with him or focuses on him. And then eventually during the relationship, they get bored and then they kind of wish the woman had a hobby, blah, blah, blah. Even though in reality, they pursued her for who she was in the beginning. This is different because this is, they've been together since university. That means they've been together since teenagers, 18, 19. A lot of couples that stay together for so long, they don't realize it. But your early 20s till your mid 20s are your most important years of your life in a sense that you completely change who you are as a person every single year. So from 20 to 25, every year you will be a completely different person. You will change your jobs, your friends, your career aspirations, what you want in your life, your tastes and everything. So that's already really hard in itself to maintain a relationship with a partner when you're that young. Because two people can completely start to grow apart. So when you're in a relationship, since you're young, you either grow together or you grow apart. So a lot of times as you get older and you're still together, you start to think, wow, you're, you're, you're not who I fell in love with or blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they're not at all. They've changed and so have you. So what seems to, the issue here is that he grew up in a sense where he has career goals and his girlfriend, unfortunately, which... By the way, I would have given the advice to communicate because imagine the girlfriend listens to this podcast and she thinks, what the fuck? This is how my partner of freaking 11 years wants to tell me that he wants me to get a job by announcing it on the radio. (laughs) You know, for someone who's so grown up, not the most grown up thing to do, but that's okay. Thanks for giving me material. But yeah, um. He grew up in a sense that he has career aspirations. Her aspirations, her goals are her partner. This is an issue that a lot of us women have. That's why it's so important to have friends, to have hobbies. It's not good when your partner becomes your world. Because eventually, this is a great example of when the partner gets super bored with you. Because no one person can be your everything. You have to have friends. You have to have hobbies. You have to be your own person outside of your partner. This is very hard though, especially when your whole identity, since you were 18, 19, or even younger, is your partner. You guys are one person at this point. So I completely understand where she's coming from. She doesn't know any better. So I would say this is a very important moment because you guys are at a crossroad. And you have to ask yourself if this is working for you. You have to ask yourself if you guys are together right now because you've been together since you were young or because you actually love your partner. Is this enough for you? It's okay if one day you wake up and you realize that this is no longer what you want because your goals and who you are as a person has changed. And when you change as a person, your tastes and your partners change. You may have outgrown each other and you may be in denial about it, 
what your partner is currently doing where she's not interested in finding a job. There may be a proper partner for her out there that wants someone like that. So she can be a housewife and take care of the children and take care of the household. That's a full-time job in itself. So first, what you have to do is you have to communicate. You have to have a talk with her. Are you looking to ever find a job or maybe suggest some hobbies you guys can do together and then see if she can pick up on those or tell her that you're getting really busy lately and offer maybe there's some classes she can take, whatever it is. Try to have a supportive conversation where you want to show that you guys are a team and not against each other. So it's going to make her defensive. Try to understand what she's looking for in her future. And then take some time to think about it and ask yourself if this is working for you. Do you guys really have that much in common anymore? Or is it just your past that you have in common? Do you have the same hobbies? Do you have the same aspirations? Do you have the same goals? If the answer is suddenly no, the only thing we have in common is that we live together and sometimes we have sex, then you may have outgrown the relationship. And I think it's very sad to come to that realization, especially when you're with somebody for so long. But that's the truth. Ask yourself this question. This is going to help. If your partner did have career goals, career aspirations like you, if that wasn't an issue, would you still want to be with them? Because the answer sometimes may surprise you. The answer may actually be, actually no, because they lack this and this, or we don't have that much in common and so on. And ask yourself, aside from our past, what else do we have in common? That's that. I hope that helps. Last question is, I have a thought that I've been pondering about for a while, and I feel like you're the perfect person to ask since you often talk about manifest manifesting and whatnot. What is the difference between an intention and just wanting something really badly? Are there any concrete differences? Actually, there are, and I'm so glad you asked. This is very good. The difference between setting an intention that you want something and wanting something badly, really badly, is the difference of whether or not you're going to get it. The difference is when you want something really badly, you obsess over it. That's all you think about. And you don't allow any other outcome. That means you will accidentally miss other opportunities that can be even better or similar. You may miss the window for what you wanted because you want it a little too badly. And when it comes to manifesting itself, it ruins it. You will never get what you want when you obsess over something. I don't know if you ever noticed, like even when you're obsessing over an ex-boyfriend, whenever you're, you want them to call you is when they never call you. It's when you're finally over it that they suddenly call you because they have this weird feeling that you're finally living your best life and they can't handle that. They're like, God forbid, she's happy. Mm-mm. <laughs> but it's, there's even a quote that goes, if you want something really badly, put it down and take a step back. So that's the difference. That's not even a manifesting advice. That's just the reality. When you want something really badly, it's usually when you don't get it because you're obsessing over it too much, like I previously said. When it comes to the manifesting aspect of it, it's the same analogy that I've given in the past that comes happens with the hanging up the phone. So if you set an intention that you want badly, 
and you keep thinking about it, you don't allow the universe to start working on it because you're still thinking about it. It's kind of like you calling the universe about what you want and then you never hang up the phone. So then the, the phone line, the line is constantly busy. There's a busy tone. So if you are a 90s kid or previously to that and you have used to have a house phone, you can't pick up the phone and call anyone if someone else is on the line because the line will be busy. So when you want something really badly and you're obsessing over it and you're not seeing anything else in front of you, you're calling the universe and you're keeping the line busy. You have to hang up the phone, meaning you have to let go of your obsessive thoughts and allow the universe to start working. Because when you hang up the phone from calling the universe, the line is finally clear. The line is finally open. And then the universe is able to pick up the phone and call you, whether it's getting that job you really wanted whether it's whatever it is that you were working towards to get. So that's a difference because when you set an intention, you're able to know what you want and then you're able to work towards it while releasing that thought and knowing that the universe will make it happen. But not just the universe, your hard work too. But you know in yourself that it will happen for you regardless. So you have confidence and then you just let it go. You keep the line open. And it comes to you when it's time. Okay. I hope that helps, but I love that question. That was a wonderful question. Thank you so much. Should I do another one? Okay. I'll do another question. Okay. This question is really interesting. Violetta, I feel like you'll be able to help me out here. How do I date men, even though I absolutely detest them? I may or may not have had a few bad experiences that have totally turned me off of guys. And unfortunately, I'm 100% straight. How do I get out of this? Because it's messing up with my social life. I'm in my early 30s and I do want to have a partner and have kids one day, but I legit have zero interest in going out and meeting people. Okay, honestly, this is embarrassing to admit, but it sounds similar to me. A, I barely leave my house and then I say things like, I want a partner. B, I never look for a partner. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm ready. And C, it's not even in my goal list. (laughs) I always put work first. So with you saying things like, I hate men because I've had a few bad experiences, but I want a partner. It's two contradicting things. How can you look for a partner in a man when you hate them? You're putting that hate out onto the universe. So not only does it put you completely in your masculine energy where you are repulsing men, (laughs) no offense, but you're probably giving off vibes that you can't stand them. It's giving off closed off vibes, probably makes you less approachable, which keeps you single. Well, then you sit around thinking all the men around you are shit. So if you continue to think men are the worst, you will attract terrible men. You will continue to be closed off. You will continue to be unapproachable. You will continue to be in your masculine energy. So the first thing you can do is stop contradicting yourself. If you want a partner and you want kids, then having zero interest in going out and meeting people is not the move. That makes you delusional in a bad way. You have to be honest with yourself about what you're looking for. And then you have to start setting the pieces and taking the steps towards it. That means you have to first change your mindset. You can't manifest a partner without actually leaving your fucking house. So You have to tell yourself, look, I've had a few bad experiences 
but the partner that I'm going to meet is going to be amazing. So what I would do is I would write a love letter to your potential partner. And that means if you can't, like, if you're like me and you can't figure out what you're looking for fully in a partner, you write a small little love letter. And it's kind of like, I'm thankful that you're such a good listener. I'm thankful that when we met, you made me feel seen. I love your beautiful blue eyes. Don't make it too shallow though. Focus on things that you like about them. I love how hardworking you are because I'm so hardworking. You make me feel like a princess every single day, whatever it is in your love letter, write that love letter. And then when you go out, whether it starts, you start going on dates or you start going out and meeting men, when you meet them within the first hour, when they're talking to you and you don't hate them, ask yourself, could my love letter be for this man? Does he have whatever it is that I wrote in my love letter? And that will already kind of give you an idea of what you're looking for. Not to mention, it will put you in a romantic light in a way where you have hope. Because if you don't have hope, you have nothing in life. Not just romantically, but in everything. And right now, it feels like you've given up hope. And I'm so sorry that's happened to you. To be honest, I can totally relate. But you need hope. So I hope tomorrow or one day, eventually soon, you'll be able to wake up and have hope in your heart. I would recommend starting to watch some romantic comedies, romantic movies to help you kind of get the romantic feeling because your partner is out there and he is waiting for you. He wants to make you feel whole. He wants to be with you. So I'm sorry you've had a few bad experiences, but guess what? So fucking what? Who hasn't? That's the most baffling thing that I hear all the time. When people are like, well, I've had a few bad experiences. No fucking shit. Are you a human being? Do you breathe? Oh, cool. Then guess what? So have the rest of us. So don't let that taint your heart for what? You have to keep breaking up until you find your person. That's how dating works. So of course you've had bad experiences and you've been broken up because you haven't found your person. Because if you had great experiences, you would be with someone right now. No one likes breaking up. No one likes breaking their heart. No one likes being alone. So change your perspective, be thankful for the things you learned. Now you know what not to look for. You have to give these men a chance. I'm sorry, but if I'm going to walk around just completely giving off energy that I hate men, why why would any man approach me? You know, he would go listen to some speech by Andrew Tate, (laughs) you know, so no one's perfect. We all have a lot to work on ourselves, but give people a chance, try. I'm telling you, watch romantic comedies, write a love letter to this man, your potential future partner, and then start looking for your mystery lover that you wrote in your letter, in your love letter, in the men that you meet. But put yourself out there. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start this challenge with you. And in the next three months, you have to start leaving your house. That's the first step. And the second one is you have to stop hating men. (laughs) So I'm going to start leaving my house more. I'm going to do this with you. And in three months, I want you to check back in with me and tell me what happened. The third step is you have to write a love letter to your partner. So I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to start going out more. Even when I don't want to. So I can meet people and I'm going to write a love letter to my future partner. And in three months, I'm going to come back on this podcast and I'm going to do a follow-up, whether 
I met some great people, I'm closer to my partner or I have a partner now. And then I want to hear from you. I want you to DM me, whoever wrote this question and give me an update of three months on you. I bet you, you will either find your partner by then or you will be so much closer than wherever you were at this point when you wrote this question for me. All right, that is all for our Benson Knows Best, the last episode of the month of January. I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful night, a beautiful week, and a beautiful month. (laughs) I hope all of your dreams come true this year, and I'm very excited to begin this week's Thursday episode with February month, which is all about love. So we had the perfect questions to enter into February month, which is the month of love. And we have amazing guests too. Anyway, I love you besties. Don't forget to write me a five-star review right now. I read all of them and it really helps my podcast. So if you want to support me, the best way you can do that is by subscribing to my podcast and giving me a five-star review on the Apple podcast app. Okay. Love you. Bye.